0: Peace, what's going down? It's CJ Payne, one for BeatStars.com, here in the building with a producer who has a lot of history. I, I feel like I'm going to learn a lot from this interview. Wish, what's going down? What's up, Payne? Uh,
1: great to be here, man. I appreciate you doing this.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you uh, coming on and sharing your experiences, uh, of which you have many. Uh, so let's let's start at the very beginning. When did you start producing?
1: Uh, I started producing, probably really got into it in the late 90s, but didn't really actually start actually getting good at it probably till the early 2000s yeah so i I started off with a cork triton that's uh you know one of my favorite producers with pharrell so i was like whatever he's using that's what i'm using
0: (laughs) so you said something interesting you said you didn't get good at it until later this is a question that that comes up a lot with with producers beat makers how were you able to tell that you weren't good and then how were you able to Identify what you needed to change in order to get good, and then how did you know that you had improved at that point?
1: So yeah, so when I first started, the reason I knew I wasn't good is it just it just like first of all, my mix was horrible. You know, my kicks and snares would be just out of whack. Um, my melodies were real simple, um, and it's not that I that they might have not been that good. It's just I to my you know to my standards of like I said, a Timberland or a Pharrell. I was like these are nowhere near. Where they need to be, and that's how I always try to strive to be, you know, to be really good at something. So I felt like I had to be, at, you know, at their level before I was like, you know, these are decent, which I, I didn't get to that level in a couple of years,
0: but still. So what what advice would you give to a producer who's just not quite sure how they measure up, and they and they want to become better listeners, uh, and they want to become better producers as a result of analyzing? music that's already out there for example
1: yeah I just say I said check out the competition you know I'm not saying go bite people I mean that's that kind of and I'm not gonna lie that when I first started I, I sounded like Dr. Dre I sounded like Timbaland, I sounded like Neptune's and I think by kind of doing that I actually then then was able to find my own sound within that so um, I, I just I just tell people just be creative don't you know find your favorite producers. And kind of see what they're doing that you like, and maybe
0: add that to your, your your collection. So, with with regards to mixing, getting better mixes, what's some advice you can give producers too, especially ones who don't have backgrounds as engineers, haven't gone to to school to become you know recording engineers, that kind of thing. How can they start improving their mixes by themselves?
1: right um i first thing i'm going to say is you know mixing is not all about all these crazy effects all the time um I, I i say start with your volumes and pans i think that's the most important thing in a mix is what see where all your levels are make sure like if you like like i said i like drums so i keep my drums at a, at a certain level you know i want those to be above the track and then i start filling things in with the volumes and then use your pans so not everything's down the middle you know you want to widen out your track so if you do like a melody, maybe keep that in the center. But maybe if you start adding counter melodies, you know, I kind of pan those out. Maybe I'll do one to the left. And then if I have a hook melody, I'll kind of bring that to the right. Um, and then, yeah, and then and then bring your low end in and make sure that that's hitting with your kick. Um, then you can start getting to EQing. You know, if, if your kick and 808 aren't matching, you know, maybe you can start cutting out some of the low end of your kick or, you know, whatever you have to do. Um, and then I, the second thing is re- reverb. If your track sounds simple and it's uh, you're like, I don't know where to go with this, add some reverb in there. It's going to fill in the cracks. You know, if you have a main melody that's kind of driving, but you feel like it still feels empty, put, put some reverb on it and some delays, you know. Uh, and then the more you do it, the better you get. Like, I didn't go to school for this, but, you know, the more I did it and, you know, and reference. Use a reference. Pull one of your favorite tracks out and go back and forth until you, you know, you it, it sounds similar.
0: Great advice. So you started making beats in the 90s. When did you start licensing beats online? Because you were an early adapter in that world.
1: That's going to be, yeah, early 2000s, probably like 2002, 2003, I started leasing beats. Um, and it's a lot different than it is now. <laughs> um, back then, we didn't cater to the type beat of like, you know, let's say Little Baby or something. It would have been Dr. Dre type beat you know, Timberland type beat, um, Neptune's type beat. That's that's how we used to cater to artists is you, you make a type of beat to a producer and now it's changed, it's to an artist, you know. Um, and also we didn't have all the cool things like that BeatStars has. We didn't have, you know, if someone bought a beat off me, I had to say, hey, you can either send me a check or uh, here's my PayPal information and then I'll send it to you after I get it. And then, I, you know, I'd write out a contract basically. I mean, I'd have a template. And I have to write their name in everything. I'd have to send it to them, and sometimes I even send it in the mail. So it's a lot different. I mean, we have a, we have a lot of better tools nowadays as far as leasing goes.
0: So it's kind of a trade off. But back then, there were very few producers. Who were some of the other producers that, that started licensing beats around that same time?
1: And uh, one of one of my buddies actually still does it. He's pretty big on even on B His name is Rocket Productions. So i him kind of started around the same time. Um, God, I'm trying to think of who else was out there.
0: First guy I remember was Soul Eternity. He was also from the Midwest.
1: Okay. Another one of my friends. Yeah, yeah. Sh- shout out to him. Well, he's a, yeah, he's an entrepreneur. He's always doing something. Every time I talk to him, he's like, oh man, I'm teaching this now and I'm doing this. So yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a good dude. Super talented too.
0: Because I saw him doing it. He was doing it on mp3.com. So that was one of the first platforms that I saw where you could get instant delivery of a, of a digital file. That's where you started too? That's where I started. Yeah. What was your first placement?
1: Uh, my first placement that uh, that was actually pretty big is I got I got contacted by Midway Games. Um, they had heard my tracks from from being online, and I talked to this guy named uh, he's Johnny Valentino, and he he worked there and he said, Hey man, you know I really like your stuff. Um, we're doing something new in, in the video game world. It's called this. We got this game is called NBA Ballers, and it's not only a basketball game, but it's but this lifestyle. So. The more you play and the better you get you can up you know you can update your life like basically you can get mansions and gold chains and new clothes and all this stuff and he said but we want to have this underground kind of cool feel we didn't want to just get tracks already out there and he's like i want you to kind of headline this if you know i want you to do mo- the majority of the music and you know i went and met him I, and, and what was cool is i was living in chicago and he was from and their office was in chicago so we met up he took me around the facility you know, I looked at the game and I said, dude, I'm down. I'm totally into this. And that was my first big check. I think I got, I did 20 beats and five songs and I think it was like 25 grand. And I was like, man, for my first kind of placement, I thought, I thought that was pretty awesome. What so, year was this? 2000. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's got
0: to be early 2000, I would think. So since then, you've had more experience with licensing to film, to video games, commercials, that sort of thing, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been doing that for a while. I, even now, my, uh, I live in Nashville now. My publisher's here too. They have an office, so I've been, you know, I've been doing some pitches with them. And, you know, I tell people all the time, it's like, yeah, working with artists is a great way to make income as a producer, but syncing is huge money. Um, you know, I, I, I can do a Kmart commercial that's 15 seconds long. You're talking about $15,000 uh, for the fee, and then maybe another five or ten grand on the master. Um, you know, I did a, a movie trailer, I got like 20 grand for that. And it's just like, it's it's, people need to understand like that's that there's a lot of money in sinking and, you know, I, I tell producers like go after that, you know?
0: Okay, so what's some advice you can give to a producer beyond go after the synths? What are some ways to, to build a, a relationship with the people, music supervisors, and so forth, who who can actually get you those placements?
1: Uh, I'd say you know, reach out to publishers, um, maybe contact them, say, hey, you know, I'm a I'm a writer. Um, would you mind checking out my music? And, and it's not going to happen all the time, you know. A lot of publishers like to sign our, you know, of course, writers because they want to make money off your that you know all the income that you already have coming in. But sometimes if, if they hear talent, you know, they're going to be like, hey, I, I know I can get placements with this guy or girl. Um, and I mean, there's some there's some other things like Song Trader. I've heard people have had some luck on um, Taxi. I've heard good and bad. Um, but there, there are, you know, some of these online companies that do that for you. You know, you, you pay a small fee and they will pitch stuff for you. So I would say start there, you know. And then once you, if you get a placement, then you're definitely going to, you know, you can talk to a publisher. But there's a, there's goods and bads to sign with a publisher too as
0: well. so <laughs> well what, what are some what are some pros? What are some cons?
1: Uh, a pro with, with signing with a publisher, if you can get a, a good percentage, so basically they're gonna take a percentage of your publishing um, depending on what kind of deal you do. Um, so it, it, everything's negotiable. If, I mean, if you already have a, a lot of big placements out there, I would say maybe not go with a publisher because you know, but you're gonna have to be able to collect that on your own and figure out somebody that can help you with that. Um, but the benefit of signing with a publisher, let's say you don't have any income coming in yet because sometimes we don't get paid in the industry right away. It might be six months, might be eight months. You might have had a, you know, there might be something on the album that wasn't right. And guess what? Everybody has to you know, wait on their money for that. Um, so I'd, I'd say, you know, if you sign with a publisher, they're going to give you upfront money. And, and, and in return, of course, they're going to collect a percentage off of that. But they will go out there and, be, and do their due diligence to get make sure they get, get your money for you. So, So, you know, pros and cons.
0: Got it, got it. Um, so speaking of big placements, I heard that you produced a beat for the CEO of Beat Stars.
1: Yeah, so uh, so basically, that
0: was a million dollar check, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, it should be now. Um, but basically, yeah, two years ago, um, I was I was actually I used to I used to uh, run a college out in St. Louis, and I was talking to some of the students, and they're like, "Hey, man, you heard of this this uh, company called Beat Stars online? They help you sell beats and stuff." I said, "No, I never heard of them." I went and checked them out. Um, went on there and I, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna reach out to whoever owns the site because I'm because I want to get back into Lease and beats. I was like, I miss it, you know, and it's it's great extra income. Um, and I, I I reached out to Abe. I emailed him. I said, you know, this guy's probably not gonna get back to me, but I, I kind of put in there. I said, hey, my name is Wishmaster. I don't know if you know who I am, but I'm one of the originators of you know Lease and beats. And I figure since that's what you're doing, you might, you know, I, I'm thinking about joining with you. And you know, he's like, hey, bro, call me i was like all right cool so i called him and i, and I go hey what's up hey man i, I you know I'm, I'm thinking about joining beat stars and you know i don't know if you know who i am whatever and i said he's like dude do i know who you are he's like bro i used to buy beats off of you and i was like <laughs> so that's yeah that's how i found that out so that was pretty cool and then yeah ever since then man just been a really cool dude
0: yeah what's, what's your experience been because you're sticking with them as, as your platform right i definitely am yes yeah beat stars uh i mean it's like I
1: said back when I used to lease beats, I had to do everything. They do everything for you. They uh, they send the beats off. You don't have to do anything, you don't have to do that. They send the contract, they put the name of the person and the amount they paid and everything in the contract. You can tweak the contract, you could put deals. I mean, that's cool. If if you want to do buy one, get one free, which that's one of the deals I do. It's like, it's really easy. You just put it right in there and it automatically does everything for you. Um, they promote their own people. I've never heard of that. You know, when I was on SoundClick, I don't remember SoundClick, hey, say, hey man, Wish you're at the top of the charts. Let me uh, help you promote. You know, um, I, I just feel like they're just well rounded and for what you're you know for what you're paying, you're getting so much more. You know, I, I was talking to some guys like, man, I, I don't know if I can do twenty dollars a month. I said, they give you so many tools that if you can't sell a beat a month, then you just. I mean, I'm telling you, that's gonna pay for itself. You know
0: what I mean? And you just have to figure out what you're doing. So switching gears, yeah, you lived in St. Louis for a long time. Obvious question is, did you work with Nelly? Nelly's a St. Louis legend.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've done over thirty songs with Nelly. Thirty songs. Yeah, not not placed. I've done thirty songs with him, but I, yeah, I've, I've done three songs that actually got released. Um, yeah, I used to. Uh, I mean, full time. Just I used to go to his studio. Uh, Nelly always worked at night, so he'd be like, "Hey, you know, this is the, hey, pimp, meet me at the studio." <laughs> I'd be like, "All right, what time you want to be there?" He's like, oh, "Meet me at 11. You know what I mean? He'd get there probably 12, 1 a.m. and he'd work all the way till the afternoon. And uh, I did that probably every day for a couple years, so I mean, we just knocked out record after record. So, yeah, super cool dude though. He's actually gonna start working on a record here pretty soon, so
0: I'm gonna try to jump on that. So were you uh, creating from scratch with him when you were in the studio with him? Sometimes I would create from scratch. Uh, A
1: lot of times I'd go home and I'd start. So when when I work with an artist, I kind of like try to sing like him or rap like him while I'm creating the beat. A lot. Some people make fun of me for it because I was say like, hey, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. you know, I'll start doing that while making the beat because I know his type of vibe. And then I, I usually create beats and then just bring them to the studio the next day. And, and what I was known for by his entire camp is if you call Wish, he's gonna have 15 or 20 beats ready in a day. And that's I'm just very, you know, I, I love making beats so much that it's just that I just knock through them real quickly.
0: Okay, so there's another iconic rap artist from Missouri that I believe you've worked with. His name is Tech 9. Uh, he co-owns Strange Music. You, you've done some work with with not just him, but with the whole Strange Music camp, right? Yeah, a lot of work with them. Yeah. So how did you how did you link up with with Tech Nine?
1: So Tech Nine came through uh, St. Louis. Uh, he was doing a show, and, and 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 I'll be honest with you, I never heard Tech Nine before then because I'm, I'm from Chicago and I was a Twister fan, and everybody always told me, "Oh, Tech Nine's faster than Twister," and I'm like, "No, sorry, I don't even, I don't even want to hear this stuff." And then uh, you know, I looked him up. I'm like, this dude has red hair. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm not gonna listen to this. You know, I was just being judgmental, and I was already upset because they're like telling me he's better than Twister and everything. And uh, so I got invited uh, through. I was the production team I was with. Out, and they're like, hey, we're gonna go be Tech Nine, and, and we're gonna give him some beats. And I ended up going to this concert, and I was just blown away. I was like, this dude is crazy talented. He came out rapping to a machine gun, literally, and hit every single bullet. <laughs> and and, you know, he came out with the whole like pastor outfit and two ladies in bikinis came out, took it off. him. Mean, I was just like, I was like, this is a show. You know, I'm used to people on stage. You know, when I was working on they would just hold the mic like this. There's not a lot of action and there's a beat in the planet. He actually puts on a show. And I was so impressed that by the time I met him, I was sitting there, I was like, man, I was almost like starstruck. I was like, damn, I was like, this dude is super talented. I gave him a CD full of beats. And next thing you know, I did uh, five tracks on
0: his, um, on his album. Yeah, on a th- on, uh, killer. So. I'll be damned! Yeah, I think that's kind of the. Well, for me, that was that was my that was my feeling when I first really dove into Tech Nice catalog. It was I was teaching and this kid gave me a Tech Nice I'm like, yeah, I've heard of him. Everybody says he's good. <laughs> I mean, how you know, you don't know what to think, and then you listen and and I didn't have the the um, the, the the stage show experience, but just listening you know, I was away i've never heard an artists oh, like that before
1: you know everybody's like oh yeah, he's a devil worshiper and he does this and i'm sitting there, i'm like oh my god you know what i mean so you get that stuck in your head and then you actually see him and hear him as like this dude's crazy talented so and then from there yeah I've, I've produced a few more of his albums
0: and then uh and i've worked with yeah almost everybody in his camp yeah you just you did some stuff with with stevie stone which um were you on the stevie stone and jlb hood album too wait what? which one did you say the, the, the collaborative album he did, because I, I, I don't know, I'm doing a lot of work with him. I'm trying to see if we've been on the same album before.
1: I did, uh, like, two birds, one stone. I actually, I first worked with him when he was signed to, um, who was he signed to? Uh, uh, was it Reckless? Okay, yeah, he was so when he was first signed, so I, yeah, I, I'm actually friends with Steve. I actually just talked to him yesterday, so yeah, are, are you... Uh, you know, tracks for his new record. I guess yeah, 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 yeah. I'm well, the remember. new record,
0: the set in stone record, I already had the first, the first track with Tech Nine. Um,
1: yeah, man, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I lose track sometimes, and I'm like, man, people bring up like, oh, did you? Do? I was like, man, I, I can't think. Of that. I'm really good. With it, like, all like, right, what? that's a
0: hint. Well, here's a record that you will remember because everybody remembers <laughs> this because it's so, it's so out of the blue. Um, I'm on a boat. It's a, this is a platinum. I mean, you already had plaques. Uh, Nelly's album went gold. Uh, you know some of those DTP projects you did got certified as well but I'm on a boat it's a platinum single it's a comedy record yeah T pains on it it's promoted by SNL. How the hell did that happen? All right
1: so I'm going to tell you the story right now So basically um, I was in the studio with Nelly and this guy A&R, for, for their uh, record label came you know he called up Nelly studio and said, hey, I'm looking for producers I need a, I need some beats um and it's for this dude i'm looking at in east st louis he's a rapper you know he's working on this mixtape and we need some beats so of course they're like oh we got this dude wish man he makes like hella beats you know he's he's got you so dude hit me up he's like man i need beats for this guy's mixtape so my first reaction and I, I don't know if you feel the same way on oh, mixtape like really like you want me to give you beats so you can put on a mixtape like i'm not gonna get paid on this and so I, I automatically was like, man, you know, I don't want to miss an opportunity, but I also don't want to give this dude the best beats I have because, you know, he's going to put on a mixtape and if someone hears it, they're going to, like, I don't want to use that anymore. Um, so I gave him my some of my throwaway beats, all right? So if, if nobody knows a throwaway beats, we like producers have these piles of beats that we like love, and then we have these beats like, dude, what was I thinking, right?
0: And ironically, so people love the, the beats that we don't. <laughs>
1: and real quick i'll do a little side thing you know i would get in the studio with nelly and play a beat that's like i spent probably like six hours on i'm like this is dedicated to this dude i know that he can like kill this and then he'll skip it after five seconds and play a five minute loop that i was working on like bro this is it put it in there it kills me that people will love the stuff you don't so anyways that was one of the beats on there and i got a call from him i want to say a few months later he said hey how much do you want for this track um you know and I think at the time I was like, you know, I, I didn't think anything of it. I was thinking I don't even know the artist. I'm like, bro, just give me five grand for it. He's like, all right, dude, I got you, man. I was thinking, damn, he was quick about that. Um, sent me a quick contract. Said, hey, you know, it's five thousand dollars. and they said for the Lonely Island. I'm like, I've never even heard of these dudes before. I'm like, all right, this is this, you know, let's see what happens. <laughs> um, next thing you know, time goes by. Uh, don't even think about it. I I remember it saying something about a boat on there, you know, and. My brother goes, Hey, <laughs> didn't you sorry. say you? Yeah, yeah, something about a boat. And he goes, Didn't you say, you know, you did a song called, you know, something about a boat with a Lonely Honor song? I said, Yeah, he's like, Dude, it's on SNL right now. And I'm like, What? And he's like, T pains on there. So next thing you know, like, my face went bright red. And I go, I, I was like, What the hell's going on? I went on and tried to, I couldn't find it anywhere. And then all of a sudden I found it on Google. And I'm like, What the hell? And, you know, they're on this huge boat. And I'm like, This is legit. You know, this is on SNL and like this is a song and uh, I immediately call my entertainment lawyer. So they basically released it without us doing the paperwork. You know, I, they did the initial release where I got my advance, but we didn't do the paperwork. So we, uh, yeah, we negotiated for a, a while. Um, the Lonely Island, you know, talented guys, they're they, they, they're, they're, they're comedians, so they don't understand how writing works. And, you know, um, producers, you know, we're, we're writers as well. We make the music. It's 50 percent. And then 50% goes to the lyrics. They didn't agree with that. They wanted to split it all even. Uh, T-Pain's like, dude, just give me 10%. I'm out. You know. So he took 10%. He was fine. So that leaves you with what? 90, right? 50 to Wish, 40 to Lonely Island. They wanted to give uh, the third guy, uh, not on the song, piece of the publishing. So we had to negotiate for a while. So I ended up getting the, the biggest pot,
0: but we had to do some negotiating and get the, that, that done. But that's that's how I got that placement, man. Say say you got that you don't have to tell me. Say you got thirty five. Thirty five percent of a- I got around that, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm open, good. I'm, I'm open book, dude. Thirty five percent of a of a or forty whatever it was of a hit song, I mean that generates a fair amount of, of revenue on the publishing side, does it not? Yeah.
1: I still I still get paid, yeah. My my publisher pays twice a year and I, I still get paid off that BMI, I get ASCAP cap checks. That song still does well. Um, yeah, it's that's that's what I'm saying. Once you once you get a, a record like that, you know, and it, it 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 can have a long life. So, and that's that's why I tell people know what your publishing is. Protect your publishing. You know, don't just sign off. Don't don't the first guy that tells you, hey man, I I know this person. I, I can get you on Justin Bieber's record. All you gotta do is give me half your publishing. You know, that's 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 what they do. And you and you have to understand that that's. You know, everybody wants to get your publishing, and that's what that's what producers need to hold on to.
0: Okay, so now we're getting into some education. You like these segues? This is a perfect segue because <laughs> Nelly actually did he did he start an educational institution? Uh,
1: yeah, so so Rock College teamed up with Nelly, and they uh, yeah they opened up a music college out in St. Louis.
0: Okay, and you taught there
1: for some time. <laughs> I I ran it, so yeah, me and me, me and the engineer uh, who was Nelly's engineer, we uh, ran the school together. We wrote all the curriculum. Um, Yeah, and I did that for eight years, and it was a it was a recording engineering and production school, and I and I was the one who wrote the uh, the beat courses, so it was was how to make a beat, and then I did
0: advanced beat making, which is amazing. And you know, generally speaking, for producers who want a formal education, uh, there there aren't very many options. It's you either go to school to become an engineer or you just learn on your own. And this was specifically for beat makers. Producers, yeah, that was that kind of trajectory.
1: And yeah, exactly. And you know, it's and, and I, I learned on my own. It's not that you can't learn on your own, but this this is the thing about producers that I find they don't. If no one holds them accountable, they don't do the work, and that's that's what it was. So I held them accountable. I made them. I said, Hey, man, you have to make this type of beat today, and you have to have it done by three o'clock. You know, I'm I'm holding you accountable. If you don't get it done, you're not gonna get the grade. You know, and, and pushing. It's like that's that's what I've had to do my entire life. It's never. Hey, this guy's working on a record. Uh, you got a few months. Take your time. You know, especially when you're doing a publishing pitch, it's. I get an email and it says, "Hey, you know, Crest is looking for a commercial. Uh, it's 20k. Uh, I need it done by 4 p.m." It's like you know, you ha- you have to learn sometimes to, to work under those conditions.
0: Yeah, I said that recently, and a lot of people disagreed with me. But hey, this man's saying it too. Shout out to Wish. Um, so <laughs> you're continuing to teach, uh, no longer at that same institution, but you have a new partnership with another institution. You have a new plan. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, so so while I was there, I was working on so it it, it, it was it was a great school and it, but it was more geared toward the recording side of things. Um, I ended up leaving. Uh, they, they they ended up closing a couple months later after I left, which, you know, I'm sorry about that. Um, and I teamed up with Remington College out in Nashville and they're a non-profit and I'm basically doing a I want to call it like an entrepreneurship production program, the modern day producer. And it's, it, I'm teaching, of course, beat making. Um, I'm teaching advanced beat making, just like I was talking about the publishing pitches, like how to go advanced with what you're doing. I'm teaching business. Um, that's the first course you're gonna take. It's, it's, you have to learn business, you know, or else what, do you, what are you doing this for? Um, and then I get into how to sell beats. You know, I, I'm teaching techniques. Um, I get into, I mean, simple things as far as like putting a video together, how to market, um, email marketing. You know, a, a lot of those things that I, I see a lot of producers not doing, you know, customer service, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I make a lot of money off artists because of you. Other producers do not have customer service. You don't answer back your emails when somebody said, hey, man, I love your beats. You know, how much for, the, you know, three beats or whatever. And, and I get a lot of people that hit me up and say, thank you for the fast response. I've hit up like five people right, trying to work on a project. And it's like, you know, you you have to you have to have customer service in this in this business. Um, and then after that i teach vocal production and the reason i teach vocal production is to be a well-rounded producer is because you need to be able to work with an artist. not that you need to you can still make money leasing beats but why not blow up with the next artist why why not be able to learn how to record an artist how to do vocal production and i don't mean just vocal production doing auto-tune i mean to sit there and work with them in a studio and guide them along bring the best out of them you know a lot of People don't know how to do that. And and, and to be a well-rounded producer, that's how, that's how you want to come up. You know what I mean? You want to be the guy to say, hey, I, I blew up little Baby. I produced this whole record, you know? Um, and then I get into you know different things of that nature. I get into songwriting. And the reason I put a songwriting course is there because my whole life I've gotten in the studio, and I don't write lyrics. I sit there for four hours playing the same beat over and over again while, while the writers are sitting there writing. It, it is boring, I believe. So I had to teach myself, hey, what if I turn around my chair and say, hey, let's work on this song together. Let me let me give you some pointers or let's and guess what happens when you start writing lyrics on top of your beats, you start getting more publishing. And I remember the first time I did that, I I did a song in Japan and I ended up getting like 60 percent of the song because I wrote some of the lyrics as well. So I I just think it's important. Now, you don't have to write songs, but. To be a part of that process, I think, is very
0: important. Let's end with this. How do people find your your online beat catalog? How do people connect with you on social media, learn more about uh, your upcoming uh, institutional partnership, so forth?
1: So uh, it's uh, Wishmaster Beats with a Y, not an I. So it's W-Y-S-H MasterBeats.com. All my social medias are the same. That's another thing, guys. Keep your social medias the same, if you can. Uh, I, I see a lot of producers that have different Twitters different Instagrams different you know Facebooks you, you want to kind of keep that together you know if, if you can try to um, so everything is just wishmaster beats um, and then as far as uh, Remington it's just Remingtoncollege.edu backslash beats and uh, my program will be starting here
0: uh, either next month or the month after that Great well thanks a lot that was a, a dense interview this is the kind of interview that that people need to watch probably more than once and take some notes learn come right back uh, so i appreciate, I
1: appreciate it. It. especially coming from you because you understand the whole production game too so
0: well i learned a lot i learned a lot from this interview so thank you once again much continued success thanks man i appreciate it